Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 159, which we are recording on Tuesday, January 30th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. Can you believe January is already almost over? Almost over. Crazy. By the time this episode comes out, it will be our first of February. It will be. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we are recording today in our wonderful local yarn shop, the Swift Stitch, and Hopefully there won't be too many extraneous noises. There is a surfboard shaper nearby, so that might happen. And hopefully you won't hear my needles too much. The project (laughs) I'm working on has bigger than normal diameter needles, and they make a lot more noise. It's odd. We were noticing while I was knitting oh, really? while watching TV. That everybody could hear it. Yeah. Mike kept looking over at me like, what are you doing that's unusual? I said, nothing. <laughs> it's just the needles. So hopefully you either can't hear it or if you do hear it, it's not too annoying. Just hmm. imagine we're sitting right beside you. <laughs> that's what it'll sound like. Okay. So what are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my boxy sweater. Boxy is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. We've talked about this one a lot because boxy, I believe, is... Hohe's top pattern on Ravelry in terms of projects made. I could be Probably. wrong, but I believe I would it, guess that. it either is the top or one of the very top. The boxy that I am wearing is one of two that I have made. It's my more recently completed boxy that I made out of the Neighborhood Fiber Company yarn. And I absolutely love this sweater. It's my no-fuss sweater. I think of it that way because... I don't have to worry about anything when I wear this sweater because of the way the neckline is. I don't have to worry about wearing a funky t-shirt underneath because Mm -hmm. the t-shirt doesn't show. I don't have to worry. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes with everything. Skirts, pants, Exactly. Exactly. So highly recommended. Boxy by Holy Locatelli. Victoria, Victoria LDC, I think is her username on Ravelry. Mm-hmm. She's She is one of our regular contributors yes. in the chat threads, and she just finished her boxy for the knit along. Oh, and it okay. looks really, really good. I'll have to check it's it lovely. out. I will admit, I'm very behind on the Ravelry threads right now because I was away last week with a sick relative being at the hospital all, all week. So I'm behind. I yeah. will catch up. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried really hard to catch up today because I have, Charlene and I both have a lot of stuff going on in our outside the podcast lives. So we've both been away from Ravelry more Mm -hmm. than usual and lots of stress and stuff in our lives. So if we're not responding with the same frequency, (laughs) don't hold it against us. It's temporary. It is temporary. So tell us what you are wearing, Gail. I am wearing my Veronica pullover, which is a pattern by Coco Knits. And I knit mine with the Holstgarn Coast yarn that we talk about all the time on the podcast. And this was a project I did for the Colors of Fall knit-along last year. And I went out to dinner with my running friends recently, and my friend Christina, who's very stylish, walked in wearing a puffy jacket over a sweater. And I, of course, am looking at her thinking, oh, that sweater looks really cute under that jacket. It's got a turtleneck, and oh, look, it has a split hem, and it's lower in the back. And 20 minutes into dinner, she finally stood up and said, oh my gosh, Gail, I really wanted to show you this sweater. It would look so good on you. And I know you can knit one just like it. So my running friends are already thinking along <laughs> what can you knit lines. And That's it was nice. similar to Veronica. But oh, okay. Veronica, it the way you knit it, it's very open from the sleeve joined down. Mm-hmm. Christina's was similar to that, but it had more shaping to it. So this is very broad. When you lift up your arms, the sweater is big. 
hers when she lifted up her arms still look somehow fitted. And I don't know how they achieved that look, hmm. but it was really, really cute. So I need to borrow the sweater exactly. and lay it out flat and trace it out. And she and I have done that it. before. She had another sweater that she bought that she brought me over and she said, okay, take some pictures, take some notes. <laughs> it's very funny. She's very, she has an engineer's mind. So nice. she helps me deconstruct to reconstruct. <laughs> nice. All right. So what are you stocking? Well, because of life lately, I have not been stocking too much, but one of the fun things that I did do in the past week was stock the vendor list for Stitches West. <gasps> oh, good idea. Stitches West is coming up in about three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Yes. The In February, going to be an event in Santa Clara, California. It's a big West Coast yarn show needle needle work type show focused on knitting crochet yarn yep. that kind of thing if you've been if you follow any social media online you've probably seen one of the stitches events online before because there are several across the country such as west is the biggest one and when we say big it is big it's massive <laughs> It really is overwhelmingly big. It is. So I was looking at the vendor list, and I think I know. I think I may have mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I did notice that Blue Moon Fiber Arts Yay! was going to be there. One of the things that I thought was curious was that Otlight is listed as one of the sponsors, but not one of the vendors. Really? Yeah. Big, and I was wondering because I was when I saw that Otlight was a sponsor, I was thinking, oh, that's cool. I would love to see all of the Otlights on display. Yeah. That kind of thing. So you could see all the different models because when you walk into a store, they're usually in boxes and that kind of thing. And you, you can only get a sense of what they really look like if you look at the box. You can't, it's really, you know, yeah, you'd you have to unpack yeah. in the store. Which, so you don't know, like, the dimensions exactly, and how it looks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which, if you're kind of on the fence about any of them, then you probably want to unpack, like, five or six of them, like I do, because you want to see them all in person. Well, and you want to see what they look like when they're turned on, and yeah. how bright it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought that was curious. I thought it would be nice if they had a display there. Who knows? Maybe they Hopefully will. Hopefully they will. Yeah, I yeah. hope they do because that would be interesting. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the Blue Moon Fiber Arts booth. I've been asking different questions of different people about their different bases, especially the Wubu, mm -hmm. which is a wool bamboo blend that Charlene's knit with yeah, and nice. loved it. And I've knit with their BFL Sport. I doubt that's the actual name of it. I think it might be. I think it might be. Isn't it a BFL something blend, maybe? I'll have to look it up. I think it, it might be, because I knit, I knit my sweater quantity that I got the last time they were there also, that you, when right. you also and bought you just your sweater knit yours quantity. recently, right? A couple years ago. Oh, right. You just recently were wearing or referred to the sweater you knit with the yes. yarn, I think. Yes. That's why I have it in and my I, head. I really like that sweater. <laughs> yeah, I knit the in iron tunic with mine and love it, so... I know that I will be purchasing some Blue Moon Fiber Arts. Yeah, we probably, I probably will too. And then I'm looking forward to seeing some of my other favorites, Dragonfly, Neighborhood, and I always look forward to seeing new things too. Yeah, me too. One of the things that I highly recommend to people whenever they go to a big show is it's, it seems like there's always 
for lack of a better way of expressing it, an it booth. Yes. There's always an it booth. That's <laughs> the trendy booth. Hot for that particular show. And it's very interesting to watch or track what is what is or what was the it booth for present year or past years because often the it booth a couple years down the line will just be another booth it's not popular anymore it's very interesting Mm -hmm. there's yarns go in and out of fashion but one thing that i always like to tell the people is don't worry if you can't get into the it booth Keep moving because the next booth down or two booths down is going to have really great yarn too. So <laughs> there's always more. There's yarn. always more yarn, and don't worry about buying or looking at or seeing whatever the hot trendy yarn is because there is so much beautiful yarn. Your head will explode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if if you don't take breaks, your head might really explode. Yes. With yarn fumes. It's true. Yes. So that's what I have been stocking the vendor list just to get. Ready, in the mood get in the mood <laughs> the second thing that i am stocking is just some generic baby ideas i have a friend who is expecting her first grandchild Yay. it's going to be a girl but i know that the mom the mom of the baby how do i say it is particular about the way things look she's someone who tends to like designer items that kind of Mm. thing so i'm going to have to really ask my friend what will be acceptable that because i want to make something that will fit in with the lifestyle for this family okay i actually have a suggestion on that please do (laughs) thinking of you're knitting it for the parents can you knit something that you actually give to cat that she uses. Oh, with that's the baby. a good idea. Like a blanket that's a that good she idea. uses with the baby. That's a good idea. Because Kat will appreciate it. Yes, that's a good idea. And I think I'm going to steal that and do that. I'm going to knit a blanket for my friend to use when she is with baby. There you go. Because <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to please that mother to be. I mean, it's, she obviously. I is don't not... know. I I I make it sound probably much worse than it is. But that's me in my own head yeah. building it up in anticipation because you want your gifts to be liked and you're afraid that they won't be liked. And if you need it for cat, you know it will be liked. Exactly. End of discussion. Exactly. So that's yeah. that's really good ideas. But if anybody has a really good pattern, let me know. I'm thinking I was thinking a blanket today, but then when I readjust and think that I'm knitting it for my friend to use with the baby, I might make a sweater to go along with it too in a couple Well, hats. yeah, if she's, she's a very good friend, so that's the kind of thing I would think. Yeah. That, yeah, like Jorge, I knit a sweater and a hat and a blanket, yes. and yeah, it, yes. you just want yeah. to shower the little right. babies with all the pretty knit right. things. Yeah. Okay, I like that idea better. Thank You're you, You're welcome, Gail. and they can coordinate. And, yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's it for me. That's all I have been stocking. How about you? Well, my stocking has been rather light as well. I can tell you, I have on my notes here, OMG, yoked sweaters. Every time you look in hot right now, there are at least probably five or six yoked sweater patterns. They are so it right now. I have noticed that. Yeah, I'm not stocking them, but if I was, I'd be in stocking heaven because they certainly are the thing right now. What I have been stocking, and you're going to laugh, is Fatty Lumpkin, the Brave African Flower Pony by Heidi Bear's Patterns. 
Max and I were downtown in Santa Cruz shopping this weekend. His I don't even know up. what that is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll send you the picture. There, okay, so Heidi Bears does these beautiful crocheted patterns. You've seen them. Okay. Um, happy Hippopotamus. I, yes. And yes, they're the African yes, flower crochet designs. Yes. I, when you say that, yes, yes I have you, seen that. You will know. You will know. And she designs them so that you're knitting hexagons and different shapes that you then sew together to form the shape of an animal. And we are walking downtown Santa Cruz and... Oh my gosh, I just about tripped because I stopped so suddenly because there was a purple and white unicorn crocheted animal in the window of the store and Max is rolling his eyes at me like, oh my gosh, I have to take a picture of the unicorn. So I did and I put it on Instagram and it just got me all excited because I've always wanted to knit one, not knit, crochet one of these for myself and I never have clearly, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I don't know what yarn I'll use. I was stalking all the patterns the other day and I put a bunch of them in my favorites based on their color. And I don't know if I want it to be pink and white with varying shades of pink or if I want it to be jewel tones. I think I'm going with jewel tones. Mm -hmm. I think pink is, I'm not going to say too boring because pink is never boring, but <laughs> I think jewel tones is going to win. You want more color. Exactly. Yeah. So... Fatty Lumpkin, the Brave African Flower Pony by Heidi Bears is adorable. And she does have the hippo, dinosaurs. I think there's a puppy. She has at least probably 10 variations mm -hmm. of the idea of the African flower motif. Nice. Adapted to a different animal shape. Very cute. And I'm also stocking and about to cast on a pattern by Jen Sheelan. She just released a combo hat. Well, they're not together, but you can buy the hat pattern and or the mitts pattern called Of Grace and Beauty. And the hat is the one I'm looking at. And it has a twisted cable brim that I always love. I think that's like the prettiest brim idea for a hat. And then the hat body goes into a garter cable pattern. So the cables that twist around each other, one is stockinette and one is garter. And I've never seen that before. It's just unique and hmm. pretty cool. And the two that she knit as samples both have pom-poms on them. And <clears throat> I hope that the specific friend isn't listening right now. If she is, Anne, close your ears. <laughs> Anne, our friend, just moved to Wisconsin, where it is really, 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 really cold. cold. Like, bitterly cold. And she needs a hat really badly. And so does her husband, I think. So I think I'm going to knit this and send it to Anne. Or no, oh, I'll knit it by stitches and give it to her when she's oh, at stitches. There, there we go. Okay, it's a plan. I was going to test knit the hat, but I got distracted by other patterns, which I'll talk about later. And I also wanted to give a nod to Jen, who is the designer. She's also a yarn dyer, and I have several of her skeins, and she donated some to the Knit Along Prizes. She has a chronic pain issue and a lot of you who are listening also have chronic pain issues and she recently had a really bad flare-up and go check out her instagram account if you are a fellow chronic pain sufferer because she posted about it and i just think that's so brave i think it's it's hard to admit that you're in pain and it's hard to not put the happy face on everything and she didn't and she did a really good job about it and she I just thought it was a great thing. So I wanted to give her a nod for that. Well done, Jen. Well done. So that's what I'm stalking. I'm stalking a horse slash unicorn and a hat. <laughs> what have you been knitting? I'm knitting a couple things right now. 
the first one, although I haven't touched it in the last week, is the Clio sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. This was my January 1st cast on for the self-indulgent knit-along. I'm using Sincere Sheep Cormo Sport in the Cumulus colorway, which is a light gray, kind of a natural, like Cumulus clouds, of course. So very pale, and it is the sample color that Elizabeth knit. Oh, is it the same in. color? Well, she knit, she has three samples, and one of them was in the Cormo Sport, and I loved it so much. And it's but, the same color. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I didn't I realize copy. that. Yeah, so, it's beautiful. And I'm really loving working with the Cormo as well. It has a bit of lanolin in it, so I feel like oh, it doesn't nice. dry out my hands. It feels good when you knit with it. So I definitely want more of this yarn, and actually that's on my list for stitches, stitches. to check that out and see what she has that's dyed with logwood, because I'll probably love it. Yes, <laughs> you will, of course. So before the hospital break that I took, I had stopped working on the body and I didn't know if I have enough to finish the sleeves. I think I will, but it's good. I think it's going to be one of those close situations. So I stopped working on the body and I went, I need to go back, figure out where I am, work on the sleeves, see how much yarn I use for one sleeve, and then I'll know if I have enough. And yeah. I, I need to do that before stitches. So I need to get back onto the Clio bandwagon. I want to, I'm going to interrupt you just mm -hmm. for a second before I forget. Sincere Sheep, Charlene mentioned logwood dyeing. Brooke does all natural dyeing at yes. Sincere Sheep. Yes. So if you're That's one of right. a natural dyeing fan, definitely check out yes. Sincere Sheep. Yes, definitely lovely. <laughs> and then something that I started since I've been home is the Free Your Fade Shawl by Andrea Mowry. I actually brought this one with me last week and I had all the yarns together with the needles and the pattern in a project bag, but I never started it because I was working on other things, which was fine. I didn't think I'd get to it, but once I got home, because of where I was in other projects, specifically the next one that I'll tell you about, I decided I needed to start something new. And since this one was conveniently all packaged yeah. up, that's where I went. So I started that. So I have two skeins, two full fingering weight skeins that I'm using for it. One of them is a hazelnuts yarn. The other one is... I believe this one is a sanguine griffin yarn. Oh, really? Yeah. It and then have the, been in your stash for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and then the third one is a partial. I don't even remember what this one is. It's a solid purple, but it's a partial. So I have got two fulls, one partial, and I'm just going to make it work. Is that Zen Yarn Garden from the No, no it's not, because that, that one had silk. Oh, okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful, deep, rich purple. It is. So the way the fade pattern is written, she has it written out to change yarns where she changed yarns for the sample but there's also an instruction that says you can actually change yarns in any of the garter stitch portions and make it work for however many colors you want to use or however much yarn you have so that's the way I'm I'm doing it I've just transitioned to the second color and I'm going to start a solid section now of the second color. And I'm going to try to use almost these full skeins so that I have a, a somewhat large shawl. 
these are probably both about 400 yards so that's 800 and we'll say this one was 100 yards so maybe 900 that should be a pretty good probably size about shawl. what i did maybe oh, a little bit it? more yeah okay. so that'll be a good size shawl the third thing that i've been working on and this one i did work while i was sitting in the hospital waiting is the inner piece shawl by hohi locatelli and like i said that's what i've been working on most of the week however when I got home I stopped because it's one of those shawls where you get to a place where you should measure the yarn because you knit 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 increase increase and then ideally if you get to the spot in the pattern that's midway you should have 50% of your yarn left well I didn't reach that point and I realized oh that looks like I've used 50% of my yarn so I need to stop till I get home oh, okay. and weigh it. So I've, I really had, I reached the point where I'm almost at exactly 50%. I was oh, a pretty good, good I was a pretty wow. good judge just eyeballing it, but I haven't reached the place in the pattern where I'm halfway. So I need to sit down, lay it out, figure out what I can do to make it work. Okay. I am sure I'll be able to figure out something to make it work. It's a shawl, I'll make it work. I've also knit this pattern before, so I kind of have a sense of what I can leave out. I think if I just leave out pie wedges, it's done with short rows, and I call them pie wedges because the short row section is triangular. So uh, if I leave out symmetric portions of pie wedges i should be able to make it work right? yeah that makes sense yeah. <laughs> so that's inner peace by hohi locatelli speaking well and one other thing i want to say about inner peace it's one of the shawls that i get the most comments on because people love it because it has the little dangly bobbles on it <laughs> and everybody loves those and even knitters say oh i love it but I could never knit those. And I don't know why people say that, because they're very easy to knit. But They're easy <laughs> to knit, but they're tedious to knit. Oh, but it's just knits and pearls. It's the same thing as the rest of the shawl. Yeah, That's I the find way I look at it. Though. <laughs> so those are the things I have been knitting. How about you? What have you been knitting? I have a new project on the needles Yay. right now. The one I mentioned, I have the bigger needles. I'm using US 10s for this project, which I'm trying to see. It's a 6.0 wow. millimeter needle. I'm knitting Max's birthday sweater. So today is January 30th. His birthday is six days away. And I have, it's a top-down raglan. He decided he wanted a raglan despite the fact that I wanted to do something with more con more construction, more support. Hmm. But I am probably at least six inches past the split for the sleeves. And because it's knit on size 10 needles, it's going really, really quickly. He wanted a very open fabric because I guess that's the style. Hmm. And... He's loving it so far. That's great. I've had him try it on several times. The first try on, it, he, we decided that the underarm, the hole for the, the, the arms basically was too small. So he wanted oh. me to basically, you know, knit to the next size is mm -hmm. what I did. And so that, I lost a day of knitting there, but it was worth it because tried it on the other day and it fits actually just yesterday. Yesterday was Monday. I stayed up late Sunday night to get it to a point where he could try it on Monday before he went to school mm -hmm. because, like, I'm pressed for time here. <laughs> and I had picked up for the collar and knit the collar on smaller needles so that it would give it some structure. 
and he decided he wanted the collar about twice as high as it is now so that you wouldn't see a t-shirt underneath there. So that makes sense. And he did try it on over a t-shirt, which is how he plans to style it. And he picked out a pair of black corduroy pants that he really likes that he's going to wear with the sweater. And the Doc Martens he picked out have a great floral print that has the same color yellow as the sweater. So he's going to be very stylish. Nice. And let's see. The yarn is candy skein, juicy worsted in the honey colorway, which I usually say things like, I don't really like yellow. It doesn't look good on me. But this color is so pretty. And this weekend, I took a picture of all of my works in progress that are piled on the end of the coffee table. And this sweater was right next to Cleo, which is another thing that I'm knitting right now that's in a navy blue colorway. The two colors next to each other were so pretty that now all my fantasy knitting involves something to do with both gold and navy in the same project. So the pattern I picked for this is Mud Season by a designer named Elizabeth Smith. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. And I had planned to make my own pattern using Ann Bud's handy book of sweater oh, that's patterns. Right. But once he said, I basically told Max, go find a picture of a sweater you like and send me the picture so that I know mm-hmm. what you're looking for. And it was a raglan. And I thought, okay, well, that's about as easy as you can get. So that's what I'll do. And I sat down to try to do all the math to figure out how to create my own pattern. And I thought, that is the dumbest thing in the world. You know there's a free pattern on Ravelry for this. Right. So off to Ravelry I went, did some searching. I basically searched by gauge because yeah. I'm using worsted knit at an errand to bulky uh, gauge. So uh, searched by gauge, found the pattern, and it's working flawlessly. So... Let's see if in six days I can knit another, let's see, I'm probably a third of the way through with the body. I have to add another inch to the collar and I have to knit two sleeves. I don't know if I can do it or not. There will be some late nights, but I'm going to try because it'd be really nice to have it done for him by his birthday. It'd be really cool, but we'll see. So that's Max's sweater. Cleo, I was also working on until Max's sweater began and that's the same one that Charlene just discussed. And my Cleo is the body's done. I bound off the body. It fits really nicely. And I picked up for the first sleeve and that's where I stopped for Max's sweater. So when Max's sweater's done, I'll finish my sleeves and I plan to have that finished by stitches because we're gonna be in Elizabeth's booth on Friday and I wanna wear it in her booth. And the other thing, last thing on my list that I'm knitting right now, are the Mayfield Mitts, which is a colorwork mitt pattern by Erica Huser. And I bought that pattern during the Indie Gift Along and Knit Along, which ran Thanksgiving through the end of December. It's the mitt pattern that has a hummingbird on the back with some plants. And it's so pretty. And Max completely burst my bubble. He said, what are you knitting? And I showed him the pretty mitt. You know, I probably have two inches of the bottom done. And I said, it's a hummingbird. And I showed him the pattern. He said, that's a pigeon. Like, it is not a pigeon. It's a hummingbird. It doesn't so, look like a pigeon. We had a big debate about length of beak and everything. And oh, I said, no, well, that doesn't look I don't like care what, you're, what you say. This is a hummingbird in my mind forever. So don't ever contradict again. Yeah, and that doesn't look like a pigeon. It doesn't look like a pigeon, right? Pretty silly. No. <laughs> so the Mayfield mitts, I'm using greenwood fibers. I didn't write down the yarn, but it's her sparkly sock base in a very gorgeous variegated navy 
as the main color and then Spud and Chloe fine and Ecru for the contrast of the bird. So it has this blue, amazing sparkly background with mm-hmm. the bird and the plant and this, nice. you know, nice Ecru color. It's really, really turning out nicely. So I'm very, very happy with the very wee start of my Mayfield mitts. And the pattern is very well written. Because it's color work, it's only charted. So be aware if you do purchase the pattern that it is a charted pattern and not written out instructions. Like lace patterns sometimes have the instructions written out line by line Mm -hmm. in addition to a chart. Well, this one does not. It's only charted, which makes sense for color work. There we go. Okay. Thank you very much to Dragonfly Fibers for sponsoring the month of February. Rich, saturated color, bold, interesting combinations, dare we say shocking hues, Dragonfly Fibers is your source for beautiful quality yarns and fibers. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops around the world and at fiber festivals such as Rhinebeck, Maryland Sheep and Wool, Vogue Knitting Live, Stitches, and Staff. We just started another year of our fabulous Club Dragonfly. Six shipments of hand-dyed yarn and knitting patterns available with or without bonus swag. It's not too late to sign up. Details are available on our website. Come see us at Stitches West from February 22nd through the 25th in Santa Clara, California. We'll be in booths 715 to 719 with loads of yarns, kits, and our show exclusive colorway, Joshua Tree. If you've been dying to make a find your fade, but worry about how the colorways will work together, we have samples of each of our colorway sets on display. We've also got six options for our collaboration with Casa Pinka called Moroccan Magique. Can't make it to Stitches West? All our yarns and kits are available at www.dragonflyfibers.com. Discover why we say that Dragonfly Fibers is the colors of happiness. And plug, they also have Dragonfly Fiber here at Swiss Stitch. We do. And it's awesome. <laughs> yes, and that's how I have seen the Moroccan magic kits in person and they're gorgeous and the colors are wonderful and they've been really popular. So I'm going to have to look before I leave today because I haven't <laughs> seen them. And I did want to do a shout out to Shoo Shoo is her Ravelry name. It's Susan, one of the managers at Dragonfly. And I was talking about their amazing Selkie Sport face recently. Mm-hmm. I knit a hat with it. And I said, I am going to buy a sweater quantity at Stitches. And she reached out on our forums and asked me what colors I was interested (laughs) in because she could make that happen for Stitches. And she just emailed me yesterday, I think, and said that two of the colors that I was looking for would be at Stitches and the others were not on the dye list. But she said that they're working on possibly doing a trunk show here over the summer. So that is super exciting. Yeah, definitely. So thank you, Dragonfly. All right, what have you finished? I have finished exactly two things, and they are both cowls. I have finished, finally, my beloved Berlin cowl, which is a pattern by Isabel Kramer. I started this one back in November, and then it sat on the needles for weeks because I was at the very end, and the very end, because it is a double-sided cowl you take out your provisional cast on 
and then do a three needle bind off with the last with your ending with the where you would bind off the last stitches you have on the needle so you go back bind off those two together and then it creates a fold in the middle and you have an inside and an outside for this double wrap cowl so it's very thick very squishy it used a lot of yarn the total yarn used total yardage for yarn used was 912 Whoa, yards. are you serious yeah because I used three different colors Wow almost almost a full well one full skein of one color almost a full skein of the second color and just a very tiny bit of a third skein so yeah 912 wow. yards so it's almost a garment yeah yeah <laughs> but wow. it's beautiful absolutely beautiful one side is lace the other side is contrasting stripes you can wear either side out because it's completely reversible or if you wear the lace side out you get a peak of the pop color that's on the reverse side really beautiful really nice but as i was saying it sat on the needles for a long time because there was 300 plus stitches yeah. that I had to put back on the needles from my provisional cast on. And I kept delaying that. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel like doing that. There's always something that wanted to be knit instead of pulling out stitches and putting them yeah. back on a needle. But I finally did that. And I'm really glad I did. It's gorgeous. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. I really like that one. Very pleased with it. And the second cowl that I finished is a cowl called Jessica Jones, designed by Sminet on Ravelry. It doesn't appear to be a free pattern on Ravelry anymore, but it's a very inexpensive pattern because it's basic, simple linen stitch. So linen stitch is a pattern of knit and slip, knit and slip, knit and slip. And I used a wonderful yarn from Dragonfly Fibers, in fact, called Dharma, which is 50% yak and 50% silk, which has been amazing to work with. I have the cow sitting here beside me, and I just oh, keep it's so pretty. It. <laughs> I absolutely That's really love it. The linen stitch creates a fabric that is very different from stockinette it looks woven almost. it does yeah and then the flip side of that also looks woven but you get the little pearl bumps and either side could be worn as the right side really one side has more texture one side is smooth but wow. either side is the right side for me i really like them and and interestingly enough they look very different they even they do. the color even looks different on the different stitches or the front side and the back side or the pearl side and the slip side so i this one was fun and it's named after the marvel character jessica jones from the comic book and the netflix show so if you've seen the netflix show you may remember that jessica wears this big oversized gray cowl through most of season one and that's what this is modeled after. I loved, I love the character of Jessica Jones. I loved the Netflix show. So I was immediately drawn to make this cowl. Mm -hmm. I, when I saw the show, I had wanted to make a cowl like that. So <laughs> this one was perfect. And it would look great with the gray t-shirt you have on right now. It 
I made it in the color that I used. Did I write down the color name? I did not write down it the color name. It is Silver name. Fox. Oh, okay, Silver Fox. So it's a neutral gray, just like the one that Jessica wears in the show. You can wear it with anything. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely really anything. Pretty. Because it is knit over an odd number of stitches, you don't even have to keep track of the start of the row. You just go around and around in the knit slip pattern. And Wait. it just works out. So for the past... However long I've been knitting this, I've this has been my carry around project because you don't need a pattern. You just you can pick it up and put it down at any time. I've knit this during podcast recording. I've knit it while in waiting rooms. It's an easy, great travel carry around project. Highly recommended. <laughs> it's really pretty. Highly, highly recommended. I haven't even looked on Ravelry to see other people's projects because when I cast mine on the pattern was relatively new and there weren't a lot of projects but I'll bet by now there are a few more so it would be interesting to see what it looks like in a more multicolored yarn. Yeah I was just thinking that or speckled yarn it would be yes. gorgeous yes, in a speckled exactly. yarn too. And one skein made yeah. a really good sized cap. It's gorgeous. How about you, Gail? What have you finished? I also have finished exactly two things. <laughs> I finished the Tinsel Knits, which is a pattern by Andrea Mowry, which I purchased in the Indie Gift Along 2016. So I actually used a pattern I purchased then. I think it's the second pattern I used from that year. Hmm. And I used a new base from Candy Skein called Tasty DK. Mm. And it is a, it's awesome. It's a bouncy, happy super wonderful yarn and i used the harpy hot chocolate colorway these are now the pattern includes three different variations mittens fingerless mitts and convertible mitts so that you have the little pocket kind of thing that goes over your fingers mm -hmm. and i was gonna do the convertible mitts but got confused <laughs> by where you pick up you cast on stitches and then you pick up stitches right below the ribbing on the back of the mitt, but then I was knitting inside out. So I was oh. really confused with how you would do that and then not hmm. end up knitting inside out. So I decided, well, maybe convertible knits are overrated. So <laughs> <laughs> I gave up on that, but it used, without doing the convertible part, it used up just under a half skein of DK weight yarn. So I have a half skein left and I did knit a full thumb. So this is the first time I've ever knit a full thumb. And oh, yeah. they are really nice for walking the dog because nice. the ribbing comes up pretty high on the mm -hmm. on my fingers. Like my pinkies disappear in it. And my thumb is covered. So you can't really use your phone as well. Mine has the thumbprint recognition to open oh, unlock yeah. the screen. But whatever. Uh, great, great pattern. Super easy pattern. Super quick knit. Nicolick on Ravelry, who's Nikki, and Linda, who's Naughty 54, uh, Naughty 54 Knitter, they both are doing the tinsel mitts also. So Nikki did do the convertible, and I don't know yet about Linda. I don't think she, I know she didn't do the full-on mittens, but I don't know if she's doing the convertible part or not. So really great pattern. I highly recommend it. Super fast knit too. I finished them in a weekend while also doing other things. The other pattern I finished is the Bjorko shawl, 
by Anna Freiberg, who is Yarnesty on Ravelry and Instagram. And that's the one I used, Robbie's Hand Spun Yarn. And it's so pretty. <laughs> oh my gosh, I brought it to show Charlene. I haven't blocked it yet. So the little flowers that are the lace pattern aren't popping as much as they will after I block it. But yeah. they're so cute. Very cute. They're super cute. She formed the flowers with yarn overs and knit two togethers. But the center of each flower has a double yarn over. So the center is actually bigger, a bigger eyelet than the rest of the flower. So it's very obvious that it's a flower. And the yarn, it's so stunning. It's bright, bright, bright pinks that make me so happy. And then every once in a while, there's some purple that Barbara pulls through. And it mm -hmm. looks like just a very slow color changing yarn, like yeah. a, a tonal gradient. Very nice. And it's so pretty and it's so soft and squishy because it's garter <laughs> and I can, oh, I just wrapped it around my mouth by accident, but you can, <laughs> I can wrap it around my neck twice. And it's the shape that I love. It's a giant asymmetrical triangle, so I can wear it just the way I like bandit style and then knot it again in the front and it won't go anywhere. And I just Perfect. love it so much. Thank you, Robbie. Perfect. Perfect. And thank you, Anna, for a great pattern. I highly recommend this pattern, too. It's great. You asked last episode if it would be good hospital waiting knitting, and it absolutely would. So both for your fade that you are knitting, and this one, too, would be great not requiring much thought knitting. Yeah, great. Love it. <laughs> so today we wanted to answer a question that was posted in our Ravelry group about what would you like to ask us on the podcast. And Linda, who I just mentioned, Naughty54Knitter, had a very interesting and thought-provoking question. She asked, if we could start from scratch with our stash and our whips, what would we do? And how would we do it differently? Which one did you start with? Your, your whips or your stash? Whips. Now, if you're not familiar with the term whip, stands for work in progress. W-I-P. And if you have more than one, it's your whips. <laughs> <laughs> Which most of us fall into that plural yes. category. <laughs> I started with my works in progress. And my perfect number, I, I wrote down four, although I often vary from that. The reason I wrote down four is that I would like to have one simple project that I can carry around to work on, something that I can grab and go. I would like to have a shawl or a cowl on the needles at all times because number one, I wear those probably more than anything else. And number two, there's always a shawl I want to make. Yeah, that's, I always yep. have a shawl that I want to make. I would always like to have a sweater on the needles. And then for the fourth one, I couldn't really categorize that. It would be like a free thing. Sometimes I have two shawls on the needles. Sometimes I have two sweaters on the needles. But my projects tend to be around four. Every once in a while it goes up and then I get scattered and I can't mm. focus. <laughs> and then when I get below that, I also get nervous because I want to have something in all of those categories, especially the grab and go type project, which for me is the hardest one because that one tends to be the one that I can work on a lot. And I, I just need to have more of those around that I can grab and go, like maybe yeah. having two grab and go projects on the needles. I don't know. Well, grab and go also 
that category can fluctuate because if you've just started a sweater, sometimes that's your grab and go project. Yes. But then once it yes, gets too big, true. it's harder right. to just grab it and go. Right. Yeah. So yeah, a lot because, of things can go in and out of that category. Yes, because a grab and go for me has to be two things. It has to be number one, simple, so that I it's not something that I have to have a cable needle for. It's not something that I have to have three counters going. Mm-hmm. I don't have to mark off each line in the chart or follow a pattern too closely. So it has to be something that does not use any of those elements. So it has to be something that's fairly simple. Socks are generally a grab-and-go project if I'm working on the right part of the sock and not the toe. Not yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> or I mean. Or the heel. <laughs> the grab-and-go category fluctuates because yes. just like your inner piece shawl, it was yes. grab-and-go until yes. you had until, to measure yes. or your cowl until you had to yeah. do the provisional stitches back right. the needle and three right. needle by knot. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, around that number. How about you? Well, I found that my answer to both of the questions really had to do with timing because I would say until probably six months ago that I was pretty much a monogamous knitter. I would likely have two projects going, maybe three, and not counting my sock yarn blanket, which is a long-term work in progress. So I would often have a shawl and a sweater. And if I started something smaller like a cowl or a hat, I would finish that before I'd go back to one of my bigger projects, Mm kind of like a little break, pause, a little intermission in mm-hmm. the bigger projects. However, in the last six months, especially in the last six weeks, I think I'm becoming a polygamous knitter. <laughs> I, It's strange to me that that's happening, but I'm really enjoying it because like you just said, your categories, grab and go, sweater, shawl. Mm-hmm. I'm finding my categories are more like color work, lace, the oh, grab and go that doesn't require thought and a sweater. Yeah. And right now I have three sweaters on the needles at the same time and I'm not even stressed okay out about it. it. <laughs> I mean, wait a second. I will say that I've been starting meditation, mindfulness practice, which sounds so trendy. I, I cringe when I say that. However, it has changed how I look at many, many things in life. And now Interesting. knitting... Interesting. It's changed your outlook on seriously, your, your whips. I Now... They all bring me joy. And, oh, I'm not going to get to you today. But look, you're so pretty just sitting there <laughs> while I knit on this other thing. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait until I can work on those color mit- color work mitts again. I don't want to do it right now, but I can't wait until I get to it. I mean, it's really changing how I look at so many things in my mm-hmm. life. So timing. If you had asked me the question six months ago, my answer would have been much different than it is today. And now there. If I feel like casting something on, I do it. I have the, the quote, deadline of Max's birthday. So that prevented me from casting <laughs> on the Of Beauty and Grace hat that I wanted to cast on this weekend. But if I didn't have a deadline, I would have cast that hat on in a second. Mm-hmm. I know what yarn I want to use. I know exactly what how I want it to turn out. I just would have done it because yeah. that's what I wanted to do this weekend. So it's bringing me a lot of joy and peace to know like that... that. Yeah, you know, it's knitting. It's there to bring me joy and peace. So I'm not going to let it stress me out. Nice. So there's my long and bizarre answer to the whips question. (laughs) What about stash? If you could start from scratch or change your stash, would you? How would you? That's an interesting question because with 
our Love Your Stash movement, my stash has really been curated very well, I think, because when I think about what I would want, one of the first things I would want is fingering weight yarn. Most of my stash would probably be fingering weight yarn because it tends to be what I use the most for shawls and sweaters and a carry around project. And it's much easier to carry around a fingering weight or lace. Yeah. Yes. And most of my stash is fingering weight. I would want to have my single skeins separated out from my sweater quantities, which was one of the tasks that I've worked on this year. All of my single skeins are now in plastic bags with other single skeins, and all my sweater quantities are all together separate from the single skeins. So I've again, I've done that really well. The second yarn weight that I would probably like to have is Sport and DK. And I have a little bit of that. I have, I think I have three sweater quantities maybe of that in the stash. And that sounds about right. Sounds about appropriate. I have even less worsted, which is, prob which is right because that's what I use the least. And then I want, would like to have single skeins of lace weight and i have a few in my stash but that might be one of the things that i want to add to it in future just because i like sing i like lace weight items Me too. i don't know if i necessarily always like knitting with it as much as fingering weight but i don't really have a problem with it but i really like the items that i've made from lace weight yarns so in terms of dyers or manufacturers, I think I'm pretty much where I want to be on that too. So <laughs> I keep nodding to everything she says. Yeah, it's it's kind of a boring answer because I really have, like I said, I really have curated my stash. I think that the biggest thing that I've done to help get to this place is just to acknowledge and get rid of the things that I'm not going to use and be okay with getting rid of them. Yes. <laughs> That's the hardest thing because there is that whole hesitation thinking, oh, I could make a hat out of that or I could. And you always can. Because I'm still nodding. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you always can make a hat out of things. But I've... You have to make choices. You can't keep everything. At least I couldn't keep everything because I did have to downsize a little bit this year. So it's about where I want it to be. Probably what I would change if I had to say one thing to change would be maybe the colors. Really? Well, I have a lot of colors that I like, but Every once in a while, I do look at the things that have been in my stash the longest. And of course, those are going to be the things that the colors I like the least. Yeah. Which is not to say that I don't like them. 
just like you haven't the fallen least. out of love with them. Yes, but yeah, I haven't the love necessarily. Is but there's always new yarn that grabs you. For example, when everybody started making speckled yarn, you you want to add speckled yarn to your stash, and then all of a sudden you only want to knit with the new and the pretty and yeah. the shiny. And it's not that I don't love the purple that I bought five years ago. I still love purple. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that new shiny ooh factor. Yeah. How about you? Perfect stash? Very similar answer to yours. So basically, I thought about how long ago did I start stashing yarn, which was about 15 years ago. And if you had asked me before the Love Your Stash movement that we have been doing with Robbie... I would have said, yes, there's a lot of different things I would do to change my stash. But as of today, I don't even think there's anything in my stash that I want to get rid of. I think I've done all of that. And Mm -hmm. I think that I like the way it's organized. I like the yarns I have and the colors I have and the dyers from whom I purchase. And I do have some commercial yarn, but I really like that also. And I'm just so in love with my stash right now that that's so cool yeah there really isn't anything i would change i really thought about it like okay there must be something yeah there must really be something and there isn't even the yarn that i've received as gifts which sometimes it's such a thoughtful thing to do to give someone yarn but Mm -hmm. not always does it fit into that person's curated stash but every single skein i have right now I can see using at some point. Maybe I don't want to knit it today, but I can see what it might be in the future. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm super happy. And the other thing I thought about is that my buying habits are so much more controlled right now than they ever have been in the past. I think aging and getting wiser about things and knowing (laughs) that someday I want to retire and if I don't buy that sweater quantity of yarn that I really don't need, well, that's going to help towards that. And there are all sorts of other factors that have helped with that. But this morning, for example, I was having one of those moments of I really, really want to buy something just to buy something. So I emailed Charlene, Carol, and Ann, and they said, somebody please help me. I really want to buy something. Talk me down. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Stitches is in three weeks. I can't buy anything now. And they did. They basically, you know, were my sounding board and giving me reasonable feedback like, be quiet and put your credit cards away. <laughs> it was great. So having a support group basically was really helpful too. So I'm not saying my habits are completely controlled, but I did not buy yarn this morning. I wanted to, I wanted to indulge that impulse, but you guys talked me down and after an hour I was fine. But that is an interesting strategy. Buddy up yes. with somebody yeah, right? so, who can... Yep talk you down from the ledge if you if you're at a spot where you really don't want to indulge if you're at a spot where you want to indulge then you're fine but if you hit a spot where you know "Mm, i really can't afford yarn for another month buddy up with somebody that you can yeah talk to and say talk me down from this ledge and that works (laughs) two ways so you have your buddy group that's got your back when you are trying to not purchase things but you have to beware of the buddy group that's always going to enable you no matter what. (laughs) So I knew these four people were going to talk me down. (laughs) If I had reached out to some other people, they would have been like, Oh no, you should do it. You'll feel better. You know, so you have to choose your buddies wisely in these situations. And you know, do you really want someone to talk you down or do you really want someone to help you justify? Right. Yeah. 
Good point. So. Good point. Well stated. Yeah. So, Linda, thank you very much for the questions, but I'm super duper happy with all of my knitting and all of my stash. Awesome. So hopefully this will spark some conversation in the thread for this episode because I'd love to hear feedback from other people and this just plays right back into love your stash because if you're struggling and you're saying to yourself I would change all these things about my stash well then start to do it do it yeah Yeah. you know one little thing at a time maybe or maybe you're gonna go full bore and do it all at once it's you know everybody's different but it's so freeing and satisfying when you can sit back and go ah I love my yarn stash. It has definitely been a, a multi-year process for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Several years. Yes, definitely. It, yeah, because so I started stashing about 15 years ago. I think the oldest yarn I have now is probably 10 years old. I have that skein of Kid Silk Haze. But <laughs> <laughs> my nemesis. I love it. I'll use it on something someday. But I don't. So stashing for 15 years, and it has taken me the last three to get to a place where I really like my stash, love my stash. So it's not an overnight process, that's for sure. And speaking of stash, so I'm going to give a self-indulgent knit-along update. I discovered this new um, Yarniax member through our self-indulgent knit-along. Her name is Joy Lane One, the number one on Ravelry. And her name is Joy Lane, and well, I think that's her username because it's Joy L-A-I-N-E, which is wool or yarn in French. She posted a picture of her finished starting point shawl, which is a Hohi Locatelli. It was a knit, uh, knit along project oh, last year. Right. And she knit it with yarn that was all from her mother-in-law's stash. Oh, wow. Her mother-in-law passed away last year, 89 years old. She was a lifelong knitter and crocheter and maker. And Joy was talking about the process. So Joy has been knitting for about two years. She has a very small yarn stash. She lives in the Rocky Mountains of British Columbia, so she doesn't have access to yarn in local yarn stores. And her mother-in-law stopped knitting before Joy started knitting. So there wasn't a crossover there, unfortunately. But when her mother-in-law Muriel passed away, they went to help remove everything from the house, as one does years and years, decades and decades worth of accumulated life that happens in your house. And she said there are thousands, literally thousands of skeins of yarn. Oh, wow. Thousands. She said that she had no idea that someone could have a stash this large. Wow. And she was poised to give it all to charity except for the skeins that she really liked. And she decided instead of getting rid of all of it right away, that she wants to systematically and thoughtfully go through all of it. And she started a blog called Stash, A Maker's Life. And it's really interesting. So she's gonna walk through the process of looking through her mother-in-law's stash and what she's knitting with it and things like that. And the starting point shawl was the first project she knit. So it was all yarn from Muriel's stash that could have been you know, up to 40 or 60 years old. She doesn't know how, where it came from, you know, how old it is, anything. So I highly recommend checking out the blog. It's going to be really interesting. And thank you, Joy, for sharing that with us. Super interesting. So self-indulgent knit along. There are 125 finished objects already. So we're a month into, no, let's see, it was going to be three months all the way. So we're about six weeks in and already 125 projects. You guys are amazing. (laughs) And I am going to call out 
a few of my favorites. So that starting point shawl was one. I love every one of the projects, but there were a couple that really struck me. Piece of Silver. This is a sweater that Katie has knit. Katie Emma is her username on Ravelry. And I've talked about this before. She's the one who did a fade in neutrals and browns from three different indie dyers. And the Piece of Silver sweater is a top-down turtleneck, and I believe it's by Melanie Berg. I think Melanie Berg is the designer. It is so pretty. I mean, I want to knit it right away. It's <laughs> it's a simple classic sweater, and her fade is superb, and everything about the sweater is just phenomenal. Nice. So well done, Katie. Katie also usually sews something to make right, a whole outfit. To go along exactly. With it, yes. So we're looking forward to seeing what comes next, Katie. And then the other sweater that just made me smile and just I was in a bad mood and it put a huge smile on my face and changed my whole mood vegan monkey mama who is Melanie she knit a recoletta which is another hohi locatelli pattern it's a sweater and she knit one for her daughter in a darker purple aquamarine violet no ultramarine violet I think it's what it's called by Madeline Tosh and she knit herself one in wisteria by Madeline Tosh and her finished object picture is her and her daughter standing there together, smiling in their Recoletta sweaters. And they look so adorable. Nice. It just was so heartwarming. Yes. Such a beautiful picture. And the sweaters are phenomenal, of course. They're yeah. just beautiful. So looking through, catching up in the threads today and looking through all the finished objects and everything just made me so happy. It was <laughs> such a nice, happy feeling. You know, when bad stuff's going on in life and then you go and see good yeah. stuff, it just changes everything. So thank you everyone who's participating. And, oh, I did want to do a prize update because we have a lot more prizes since we last recorded. So we might have a little more background noise now. We have sudden shopping going on downstairs, <laughs> which is a very good thing. So I wanted to go through the prizes. And you guys, everybody who has donated prizes thank you so much we didn't solicit a single prize these are all just people reaching out which makes me so happy so jen sheelan who i mentioned earlier in the podcast because she has her of grace and beauty mitt and hat pattern she donated two skeins of her hand-dyed yarn warm fuzzies embrace is the base it's a fingering base and the first color is memories of christmas morning which is a natural base with beautiful christmasy red and green sparkles and the second colorway is Sweet Dreams, which is a beautiful blue-gray, stunning. We have the Contrast Cow Pattern from Josh Mole. We have the Wine and Wool Book by John Martin. And there is an interesting backstory to this, which we will talk about in an upcoming episode. But check the book out. It's on Amazon. And our longtime listener, Melissa Martin, whose bags I rave about all the time because they're my favorite bags, her husband wrote this book, and it's about pairings of yarn and wine. It's a very interesting concept. So I have a link to it, the, Am the link to the Amazon book in the prize threads. We have a pattern, winner's choice, from Hannah, who is Ketsy Girl 33. She has some beautiful crochet patterns. We have a pattern download of up to $8 from Ravelry by Terry, who is Holiday. Thank you so much, Terry. Aww, that's very that's sweet. So sweet. Three different winners can have their choice of patterns from Vanessa Polo, who has designed some beautiful shawls and cowls and things. Very talented designer. 
Anna Freiberg Yarnesty contacted me and she has five of her patterns that she'd like to donate as prizes. Remember, her Bjorko shawl is the one I just finished for one of my self-indulgent projects. I have it around my neck right now. And she wants to donate one each of her Saintka Lucia socks, her Pedulia Calune, which I'm sure I massacred that, <laughs> Town Wall socks, the Bjorko shawl, and the Butterfly Friendship shawl. All very pretty patterns. So thank you for all of the beautiful prize donations and keep those FOs coming. I'm looking forward to see. There are so many works in progress right now, too, there that are. we're going to have so many finished objects. So Including thank mine. You. <laughs> but we won't post in that thread so. lots still to come yes so thank you everybody so much for listening and happy knitting happy knitting bye Bye-bye. you can find our podcast on itunes at yarniacs podcast visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com we have a friendly and engaging yarniacs podcast ravelry group my ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gales is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.